Today on the Soda Pod, we're jumping into the hoppy hour and we're bringing in our friend Joel from Brewery Travels right off the hop. And we're going to talk to him about everything he does in a little heavy beer segment as well. Then we'll throw it to Q for another Make Good Choices segment. All that and more in episode 185 of the Soda Pod. Let's go. Woods of Vancouver Island. Welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. We got Joel of Brewery Travels riding shotgun as well. Joel, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Looking forward to uh, just crack open a beer. So about to enjoy it, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I echo that sentiment as well. And I'll get into why momentarily. Hoppy, how are you? Yeah, that's what we want to hear on the Wednesday episode. It's a lot of fun. No Judge Joey today because uh, Isha, as he does, got the schedule mixed up, thought we had more in the bank. Turned out we were on the last one. And so we have to bring Joey on soon and get a get a bunch more of those uh, ready to go. But hey, uh, amazing replacement in Joel here. So we're going to we're going to talk to him uh, throughout the show, talk a little beer before we bring in Q for another make good choices segment to just uh, tee that one up a little bit to tease it. I believe it's my story that's up and it involves my friend Ian and it's a, it's a shitty story. We'll just, we'll just say that. Um, yeah, let's, uh, we'll dive into the hoppy hour here momentarily. Just want to remind all the soda pod listeners and, uh, and viewers, those who follow all our video content as well to hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at the soda pod. You can leave us a text or voicemail 612-324-1684. If you have a make good choices story to share, we want to hear it as well. You can either send us a DM and bring it on the podcast, like come, come on the podcast and tell the story. You can leave a voicemail again, 612-324. 41684 or you know in a dm or text you can describe it as best you can we want to hear your wild takes as well as we're totally interactive here on the show so hit us up on social media and our text line the hockey podcast network and the soda pod is proudly powered by DraftKings, leader in daily fantasy sports use promo code thpn upon sign up for a bonus and if you're a regular user plug that promo code in for a weekly deal on the other side like i said we got joel here riding shotgun we're gonna dive into the hoppy hour here in episode 185 of the soda pod first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalak to stalak to stalak I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out. All right, boys. Uh, let's dive into it. Hoppy, well, we'll start with you, sir. What are you drinking? Starting with me. Well, I actually had to dial it back because I went to get more of the delicious, delicious Master Chucho that you liked so much um, with the Ninja Turtle art, of course. Nice. Um, and they had another beer there that uh, the title made me laugh because my wife absolutely hates this video. Um, it's I'm a snake. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like she accuses me sometimes of like being snaky with my movements. I don't know like where she gets that from because I still fight her on it. But every time she's like, oh, I'm a snake. <laughs> That's so I, I had to grab that one and I showed it to her. She's like, God, I hate you. There needs to be uh, I'm just, you know, thinking now going on a rabbit hole of like old memes and, you know, videos on the Internet. And 
there has to be like a badger badger beer out there i know i was joel, literally thinking badger badger you read my mind yeah joel like you're you're the expert so like I, if you, badger, if, you find one upon, if you find one upon your journey you gotta tag us and let us know <laughs> yeah absolutely i'll definitely i think i'd be more likely to run into one of those in wisconsin but uh you know i'll, you I'll definitely think. keep my eye See, out that's what i was thinking as well <laughs> uh what do you got on tap joel um, I have a uh, Pilsner from Manor Hill Brewing, which is a farm brewery uh, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland, to kind of bury the lead here a little bit. Um, but it's a brewery that I'm hoping to visit very soon. I've heard good things about them, so I picked it up in a pick six. I normally don't drink a whole lot when we're traveling like this because uh, I'm visiting breweries so often. i got to conserve my money and alcohol consumption, but I did pick up a pick six recently to try some local stuff and uh hopefully it will be enjoyable awesome uh that's a i hope mine's going to be enjoyable as well um throwing it to stanley park brewing this is a passion fruit crush sour listeners of the podcast know hoppy and my feelings about sours however it is the wednesday episode and you know i'd say the best part uh where our friend shane says the goat segment of the soda pod is on the wednesday episode is inspired by q q loves sours the name of it is inspired by a sour beer. So whenever I do bring on a sour, I like to do on the Wednesday episode here on the Soda Pod. It's uh, from the Sapling series of Stanley Park Brewing. Though I'm a fan, there it is. <laughs> Though I'm a fan of Stanley Park Brewing, what I've had of this series thus far have been absolute shit. Um, not a fan at all. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. I like to support them there. And I'm trying to diversify my palate when it comes to sours. So uh hopefully like joel said hopefully be able to enjoy this yeah that's the thing with sours is they can they they just really sweep the you know the different flavor profiles you get all the different fruits i actually just had uh, at a brewery visit i actually just had one that had shrimp um a boil seasoning and lemon in it um it was mostly lemon that i could taste but still a super interesting i I think that was the first time i've ever had shrimp in a beer before so and and yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Like I said, I it was it was good, but I mostly tasted the lemon, honestly. Like I didn't really get any of the shrimpiness. But they had, like I asked, they supposedly actually used it, and they have like a, on their menu they had a shellfish allergen, like a big red warning underneath it. So make sure that folks that are ordering it by accident when they're allergic or something and thinking it's a joke when in reality, nope, there's actual stuff in there. So yeah that that's insane. I mean, this one verdict is it's not too bad. It's your textbook sour. It's not really sweet. It's just pretty damn sour and light um i just seem to taste lemon in all sours because obviously that's the that's uh that's kind of the, the taste for it the, the tanginess that usually they're that's featured in all of them this one says passion fruit i don't know i just taste you know a, a runnier mill kind of watered down beer with a little bit of sour tones like i don't know <laughs> not not a ringing endorsement by any stretch of the imagination sorry stanley park you know i love you and i try to support you but i mean this sapling series not again don't do it again. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I got to ask you, Joel, because I know this gets distributed quite a bit, but this is two bangers in a row now for tripping animals. Have you had much of their beer? Or... <laughs> Not a ton because they're so expensive. <laughs> um, but, no, I have I have ones. That, they do make good stuff. They're, they're definitely a highly rated place. I think they're one of the ones that are pretty trendy, you know, on, like, on social media. I think a lot of, like, you know, Instagram influencers and stuff like to get their hands on that stuff. The can um, art, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that like a lot of places, like, especially if you're out of state, like, you know, it's, it's a lot per can compared to what most other breweries and, and generally when I'm back home, I'm supporting local breweries. And when I'm traveling, like I said, I'm, uh, 
buying beer from breweries around here or visiting the breweries around here. So maybe if I get down there, though, it would definitely be on my list to visit. Yeah, no, definitely on my list. And to be honest, I mean, it's definitely not cheap, but when you compare it to like the ones in Minnesota, at least like a black stack and those guys, yeah, it's really on par with price. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I guess where I've seen it before, mine are most of mine and most of the places I've seen it have been single cans. And so they're, they're jacked up. This was a two pack. Okay. Yeah. It was, I mean, and I mean, five bucks a can isn't great, but. I oh really? That's worse. way cheaper than I've seen it before. Right. Wow. So I, I guess yeah. Now you know. <laughs> That's Canadian prices for any single can, anyways, out here. So. <laughs> oh, the lucky. Um, you mentioned traveling again, Joel. I understand your family's back on the traveling circuit. Tell us about you know where you're at now a little bit more and how the bre- how the brewery scene is compared to you know what you expected. Yeah. So we recently uh, got back on the full time travel life. Uh, we made the decision. We had uh, our son back in March. And after he came, you know, it's every, everybody was healthy. Uh, my wife finished her doctorate in May. Wow, and we've been amazing. discussing this for quite a while now, the, the possibility of going back to the travel life because we, we enjoyed it so much. And obviously we went through all the different discussions because it would be so much different, obviously traveling with a toddler and a newborn. Um, but sharing this experience with the kids has been awesome. And before this, we actually did a road trip out to California and back. And that was kind of a, a trial run because we, we wanted to – uh, introduce my grandparents to their new great grandson and everybody had gotten the vaccine at that point. So we kind of used that as a test drive to see, okay, can we handle bouncing from place to place? And that was an extreme version, obviously, but we made it work. And I also flew down to, te- uh, to Austin, Texas for a beer trip. And shortly after that, we got home and uh, we moved uh, to Baltimore, Maryland here a uh, couple weeks ago, and we'll be here until into October. So we're, we're loving it here. We, actually live half a block from Camden Yards, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, like I go down the street and there's the stadium. Like I go for my runs around the stadium. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, the beer scene, I would say, is it's solid. I visited some good breweries. Um, it's, it's not quite as, I would say, um, there's not quite the influx of breweries here compared to other similar metro areas. Um, but they do have some quality stops. And there are several other like kind of smaller to mid-sized cities uh, around the area that do have some good breweries as well. Um, I mentioned that the manor here bring Pilsner. This is very good. Um, it's a farm brewery. There's actually a whole bunch of farm breweries in Maryland, um, which isn't necessarily something that you would maybe picture. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting out there because they all look really, really great. All look like cool places to visit and obviously hopefully on top of that really great beer. Uh, and then the other nice thing about being on the East Coast is that you're so close to a lot of other major cities. You know, we're less than an hour from D.C., so we're popping down there. Uh, we're hopefully going to Philadelphia soon for a weekend. Uh, we're going to go down to Richmond for a weekend, going to go over into Delaware, uh, hopefully get to Dogfish Head, obviously, uh, as well as possibly taking, trying to get up a weekend to like New York City. Uh, we'll see how that all happens. Traveling with a dog and a toddler and a baby up to New York City may not be uh, the, <laughs> the easiest thing, but we obviously are not your traditional family with that. No, so, I, uh, I, just got, know, I just got one more quick one just to add on to that. Like when you're yeah. traveling, I mean, you talk about how you're like, you're, you're flying around obviously to, to other places, but are you mostly just road tripping it? Are you driving to most yeah, of these places? Yeah, no, we, we're basically a hundred percent road That's tripping. That's sick. Yeah, okay. We, so what kind of, what kind of like van do you got here? I'm a, I converted a Honda <laughs> Element into like a 
dope ass camper van. So like, I'm all about the van life. That's the only thing I follow on Instagram. So I'm just curious, like, what's your, what's your setup like? Or are you like, I, I, are you I, expanding? I don't think it's a super uh, sexy or exciting <laughs> one, but we have the a 2017 Kia Sedona minivan with, there you, go. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it definitely gets the job done. We actually just got it shortly before we had our second child. We, we kind of knew that at that point we still weren't a hundred percent sure on if we were going to be traveling, but we kind of figured we'd need one anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's worked really well for us. Like I said, it took us across the country already. I think I want to say we've already put like 15,000 miles on it or something like that. Jeez. And just in, like, we bought this earlier this year. So we've just been going all over the place. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's, it, it's tough when you have the dog too to, to do all the flying stuff. And when you're also, we literally basically pack up as much of our lives as we can into the van. You know, we brought... So my wife and I were much more, I guess you could say smart about, we were smarter about uh, how much clothing we packed for ourselves. We were able to be a lot more, you know, last time we brought a little bit more than what we actually needed. Um, so we, we were able to be a little smarter with that. And this time around though, we had a lot more toys and books and diaper boxes and, and baby beds. So, uh, you know, it was taking out some stuff. And last time we were in a Kia Soul though. So we had a lot, we had a lot, you know, didn't have near as much storage space. So this time around it's been a little easier, but uh, we're became members of the national aquarium here, going to the zoo science museums. Like I said, we, we just tried to go out. We just went up to Gettysburg and went to the national battlefield there uh, and visited another battlefield in Frederick, Maryland. So we're trying to take in all the history of Fort McHenry where they wrote the national anthems right down the road from where we're living too. So it's just a really cool area because there's so much history and so much older yeah. part of the country, which is one reason that we like living on the East Coast, which we did previously when we traveled. But this is uh, more of the mid-Atlantic rather than the far Northeast. Cool, so. man. That's awesome. Uh, so obviously you already went through this, Joel. You've made up for a lot of lost time this summer with a lot of trips that got canceled, rescheduled. Now your family's back on the move. Like, Talk us through that process. Like, How are you going about some of this with – you know, selection of whether it's hotbeds and areas for brewery visits, whether it's choosing which breweries you want to hit up on a given trip, like what's the pre-planning process? So, I mean, there's two different questions because like in a place like here, like in Baltimore, we're here for three months. I'm going to be able to hit everything kind of in the immediate area for sure. And even within half an hour to 40 minutes outside the area, um, we'll have the time for that. Um, so it's not so much as picking and choosing. It's just, you know, not even picking an order. I guess I do actually have, I've, I've been trying to narrow down. I'm at 695 right now. So I'm about to hit my, my 700th brewery. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I've been planning out where we're going to go for that. But uh, when we were road tripping, uh, you know, and especially like I mentioned, we went to California and back and we had to chop up the days a little bit more than we used to, because believe it or not, a, a two and a half year old and a newborn weren't going to do back to back to back, like 11, 12 hour days on the road. Um, so we spent, we spent a, a couple extra nights, uh, which made it, you know, more expensive, but that also meant that I had more opportunities for brewery stops, um, which my wife was great about, of course. Uh, so, uh, you know, the gem, by the way, I, I mean, we're yeah, she is. And I, by the way, just in case anyone is listening, I don't mean that sarcastically. We literally were at times even stopping for like lunches in the middle of nowhere. My 600th brewery was in a small town in Nebraska we, that we stopped at for lunch, like, she's amazing and she doesn't even like beer so oh my God. Um, but when i have one night in a town uh i definitely do a lot of research i do a lot of research based off of because depending on where i'm at like when i was in um cheyenne wyoming there was only like four breweries in town and same thing with amarillo there might have been five or six in cheyenne but there's only like four in amarillo texas and we spent the night so i just i went to all four um 
But other times when we were in, uh, you know, Salt Lake City or Tucson or Albuquerque or even Reno, Nevada, um, there are a lot more options. So I kind of go about, I often will ask people for recommendations from the area, either just on Twitter or if I know people that live there. Uh, I also search, I've got brewery maps that I look up and I search on the websites of all the different breweries. I look at ratings. I also look at what kind of beers they make. You know, is there a brewery that's particularly interesting? There was a brewery in Tucson that uh, they specialize in gozas. And it was really interesting to me because I've never been to a place that had nine different gozas on tap. Um, and each one was a different recipe. It wasn't like, oh, we have a base goes in. We have one's got raspberry syrup and one's got blueberry syrup. And one, you know, it was, they varied in ABVs from 4.2% to 9%. And they just had crazy concoctions of stuff. It was super interesting. Um, but it just depends on the time too. Like I, I normally, if I have a full night, you know, three to four stops, which when you're in a big city, isn't a lot because there's a lot of really great places, um, which is why I do like oftentimes I do re rely on uh, recommendations on top of my own research. Um, I'm always willing to listen to people that are from the area and kind of make adjustments in that manner. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is, I think I take it a little bit more uh, seriously than some folks. I love um, it. Distance, I, I love should, it. Yeah, I should mention distance does play a factor too, because after a full day of driving, depending on the city size, obviously like a place like, you know, Cheyenne or, or Reno, it's not that, not that hard to drive around. But if we were to stay and, you know, we were staying in like Oklahoma city and Kansas city, I wasn't going to start driving all around the Metro area after we were there all night. So, you know, if breweries are in, if there's some good breweries within like a one neighborhood, Kansas city is great about that. If you go to the crossroads neighborhood, just South of downtown, there's like, I want to say 10 to a dozen breweries within walking distance. It's crazy. Um, so that makes that's a big bonus for me is when the breweries are close together rather than having to drive, you know, all over the place after well, I And you see that more, drive. you know, especially with like newer ones popping up, that there's usually like yeah. a section of the downtown core, like the industrial area of even like a smaller city or a big one for that matter. And there'll be pockets where there's just like a ton of them. Yeah, that's one thing here in Baltimore that there has there really isn't that much. There's a couple that are semi close. There was one little area where there was three of them close together, but that's something otherwise <laughs> it's kind of a little more scattered. But like I mentioned before. There's not as many breweries per capita here in Baltimore than there are, I think, in other similar sized metro areas. So that definitely plays a part of it. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed uh, several of the ones I've been to here. So I'm, I'm looking forward and I haven't I've still got plenty more to get to. So I'm sure I'll have more uh, really good Maryland beer to talk about in the future. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely an adventure, you know, every time going to the city and kind of seeing what the scene is all set up like and. Oftentimes when you're at a brewery, you may end up striking up a conversation with someone and asking what their favorite, you know, beers here are and then what other breweries they enjoy as well as talking to employees because oftentimes you're like, okay, well, after you get off work, where do you want to go drink? Um, so, you know, it's that, that that's another way of just being able to talk with people on the fly as well. Although that's oftentimes that by the time I leave the house, I'm, I'm hoping that I have my plan pretty well set. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in time when I've got a toddler and baby and have to get on the road early in the morning the next day. So fair enough. Well, at, being in Maryland, you have to notify me the second you find a beer that's called crab cakes and football. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure that there's gotta be one here somewhere. I have there to has imagine. To be. I'm waiting to find, I haven't seen a beer yet. I don't believe that has old Bay seasoning in it yet. I'm so I'm hoping to find that. Oh, um, Cause that's, that's the, you know, that's the thing here. It's everything you can put old Bay on. We bought the, we bought a thing of old Bay when we went to Walmart the first time. So I could start adding it to my, to my oh, fish. Man. And so when well, Isha to his point on like clustering breweries, right? Like I was just at, uh, actually my 99th minnesota brewery this weekend Ooh. but that was out in northeast and we decided hey let's go to a second one 
and we literally had like a dozen to choose from that were all within like a couple miles. So yeah, like that, it's just totally different world when you can actually like just be that close and bounce around to whatever you want. Yeah, that that's like how it is in Victoria on Vancouver Island out here. They're all kind of in the industrial area. Vancouver is kind of a whole other animal. Like downtown, yeah, sure. There's like a cluster of them you know, scattered around the downtown core, but I'm finding more and more in Canada anyways, big cities and small industrial areas is where it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's blowing up. It's cheaper, cheaper to buy it, to, to, to rent or to buy exactly. real estate. And there. if, especially if they open around noon and they have some food, then they get the industrial, you know, crowd for lunch, whether it's a Friday, they're probably having a couple beers with it too. And then if they're staying open for a little bit later, then you get, you know, the post, workers crowd as well so that's that's what i've been seeing here anyways and especially in calgary i know we're like you know <laughs> we are knee deep into this segment now joel but for those who are, are, are listening for the first time to the soda pod and, and uh, haven't heard you on the show before um just like remind everyone kind of what your stick is because now they know you know like, you're a beer expert you try beers you travel you are the brewery travels um just just quickly uh you know share like what you do where where everyone can find you too, if they're as excited as we are, you know, uh, about this segment, listening to everything you got cooking. Yeah. So I guess, uh, well, my name's Joel, but I, I go by brewery travels on social media I, at brewery travels on Twitter and at brewery underscore travels on Instagram. I have a website, thebrewerytravels.com, And the reason that I have all those accounts is that I've kind of taken a passionate hobby into a obsession of mine and visiting new breweries and uh, taking notes at them and, having flights and writing down, you know, little tidbits about the tap room and the history of the building or the history of the brewery, um, and then sharing it with everyone on social media. And I do this because each brewery is so unique and I just really love sharing their stories. You know, the, the, the beer they make is obviously different. Even if you go to, if you go to three breweries and order a pale ale, they're not going to be the same. Um, and then obviously the tap rooms are all going to be different. The people behind the breweries are going to be different. So it's just, it just weaves a very complex tapestry for the craft beer scene as a whole. And I've been extremely blessed to have been able to travel the country, um, both kind of just recreationally and I would say professionally, except that I'm not the one working. Um, my wife worked as a travel nurse before we had our first child. Uh, so this was back in 2017 and 2018. Um, and we are back on the travel life now. Uh, she's currently working at uh, here in Baltimore, and we are going to be, she's actually going to be taking a nurse practitioner job uh, with telehealth here soon so that we can have even more control over where we go and for how long, uh, which is going to, you know, open even more doors for, you know, the the brewery stuff. And I'm hoping to kind of take that to the next level as well, because like I said, I just, I just really enjoy talking about this stuff because I know everybody considers me the beer expert and I know some stuff about beer, but, but for me, it's it's bigger than even just talking about the beer too. Like there's just there's so much to a brewery experience, even beyond the beer that, you know, really lends itself to great conversation. And it's a conversation that I enjoy having with people. Yeah, so. man. I mean, you're so passionate about it. Maybe we can hear it just, just you explaining it there. So it's amazing. We love having you on. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be back on you. Yeah, Cause I know we had a lot of fun with the uh, March Met or the, uh, what was the minute malt madness malt or whatever madness, it was. Yeah. That was and i know it sounds like you guys might be gearing up for that again possibly yeah, we'll, we'll be getting it it's it's sometime here this fall we we're still working on some of the finer details of it mm-hmm. but it's coming it's coming soon oh baby but so i mean you talked i mean again a lot of different angles to like what you're going and seeing what you're writing about with these breweries 
Like, what do you care about the most when you're going somewhere? Whether it's, you know, again, you can only go to one spot on your trip or you're picking between a couple and, you know, geography is not relevant. Is it more about the history of the brewery itself? Is it the tap room? Is it the beer specifically? Like, what what do um, you target? I would say, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, if, if a place is supposed to have, like, you know, in that top, if it is, like, the best top beer, um, that obviously takes precedent. I mean, I'll go, I visited Monkish and, you know, that they've got really great IPs, you know, in LA and they're in and it, like, you know, they, their tap room is, you know, nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, but so I guess that, that is the first and foremost, like the beer obviously takes precedent over pretty much everything else. As it should. Um, Another thing would be like you mentioned, like historical breweries, which oftentimes do make good beer, you know, uh, a Sierra Nevada, a dogfish head, a Sweetwater, you know, breweries that have stood the test of time kind of thing. Um, I like to be able to visit those and cross them out. Um, another thing would be would be unique factors. Uh, when I was in, oh, I think I just heard my daughter in the background. Hopefully, you guys can't hear that. It's a it's a family podcast here. <laughs> exactly. I, I put her down half an hour ago. Obviously, she hasn't fallen asleep yet. Um, but anyway, um, unique factors. Whether that be the tap room in like a historic building, there's actually one that um, I'm not going to name drop yet because it's but I'm. Very might it might be my 700th brewery that's in a huge ornate old church here in Baltimore. Um, so if the tap room is really unique, if the location is really unique, like if it's on the water somewhere, that's always appealing. Obviously, um, there was one in Indianapolis that was also a used bookstore chain where they, you know, the you walk into the tap room and the walls are all full of books, and then they donate the proceeds from the book sales to a local nonprofit for adult literacy. Um, there was another one that was actually a nonprofit community center um, in Missoula, Montana. Like you, you like unique things that kind of make it stick out. Like no matter what, what makes a brewery visit memorable is obviously having something memorable. And oftentimes it's preferable that that is the beer. Uh, but there are other things that can make you stick out. You know, the tap room, the food has the potential to do that. Obviously, though, if the food is what sticks out, though, you know, I may tell people that, but I'm not going to recommend you for beer, obviously. Um but yeah, I mean, that, that that kind of all partakes into it. So when I'm doing my research, like, you know, I have a pretty good idea of what to expect. I know what beers they're brewing typically. I know I try to, you know, keep my own, you know, when, I, when I'm going to a brewery, I try not to have my expectations too high or too low. But obviously, to a certain extent, based on names, you already kind of have that or based on what other people have told you. Um, and I have an idea of what the taproom may be like based off of pictures. So I try to kind of outline what my experiences are going to be and then go there so I can fully be prepared for what I'm going to be kind of seeing, tasting, et cetera. Nice. And now on probably the highest note for you, AA Ron is back. I don't even have a question <laughs> to go along with this. I'm just going to leave it open for comment. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess people were su supposedly doubting, thinking he was going to retire. I mean, uh, you know, he decided he had to come back and make your life miserable for one more year at least. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it is, you know, it's an exciting time still to be a Packer fan. They, they got Cobb back too, which may not affect you as much as it affects bears fans, but you know, there's, there's some scars there if you're from Chicago. Um, but yeah, they're going to hopefully take at least one more run at it. We'll see. You know, I, I can't be, you know, for a while there, I wasn't even really paying attention to the drama because my Milwaukee Bucks uh, won the title and that was, enough to uh you know keep the distractions you know kind of at a minimum and that exactly i think most people kind of have the same sentiment unless you were from green i mean there's some obviously you know old football only fans in wisconsin that this was still the 
you know, the, the forefront, but being from Milwaukee, a lot of people were more, more thankfully more focused on the Bucks title run, um, which thankfully culminated here uh, in the game six win over Phoenix. And was an awesome scene. I, I would probably not have gone down to that absolute carnage of downtown anyway, being, you know, with the one that has to stay with the kids most of the time, but it was like a blast. Uh, and my, 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 my buddy called me from, from the, from downtown after it happened, calling me and uh, he was enjoying himself. We could say, and, uh, wishing that I was there, but, uh, you know, it was a great time, but yeah, hopefully now we'll see, you know, they were, they were basically a few bad plays away from, you know, being able to make a push for the Super Bowl last year. And who knows? I mean, I'm not, I think last year was probably going to be their best shot. I think a lot of things fell right for them, but you know, if Rodgers can play at the same level that he did last year and play, you know, pissed off again, I guess, who knows? I mean, at some point, Tom Brady can't get bailed out by his defenses and offensive line, right? I mean, that has to happen at some Dude, point. At some but, point, the oh, guard just oh, has to go. Oh, Tom, not Tom Brady's the one who gets lucky. <laughs> uh, he threw three picks in the NFC Championship game. I yeah, mean, he played against the Packers in the NFC Championship game. There's no more guaranteed win yeah. in sports than that. Basically, since I left high school, that is true. That is since, but at least we, at least you know, you, you, the throw and the salt. You know, it's really hard when you've never witnessed your team even make it to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty numb yeah. to that though. Difference is, yeah, you guys have true. expectations. See, I have I'm not, not numb to it because I have experienced the high top. So exactly. when you don't get to the mountain, you know, when you don't get to the top of the mountain and you get so close, it's, it's it is pretty devastating. But. Um, I will admit that I got I got over my skis. I, I did think they were going to win last year. I was Ooh. I thought Kansas City would be tough, but I thought they were going to beat Tampa. I did. But I, I thought Seattle and, was going to win, and then Marshawn Lynch doesn't run the ball. So like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's the thing with the NFL is, is that only one fan base can go home happy at the end of the at the end of the year. So you know, uh, Isha verbal meme here. Uh, right after that Super Bowl, there was this meme with like. Pete Carroll handing food out of like a drive-thru window, something he probably did for charity. And the caption on it was, hey, would you like me to hand this to you? Or should I step back three yards and throw it to you? (laughs) I was out, I was out like a nice restaurant with my dad visiting and he like, he is a Seahawks, like he's a crazy Seahawks fan. Like we butt heads because he's an NFL guy. I'm CFL guy. Right. But you know, when Super Bowl comes around NFL playoffs, like him and I just, you know, consume it all together. That's our thing. I've never seen the guy so happy. So happy to see them just crush it again. And then that happens. And he didn't say a word for like the rest of the night, like 12, 14 hours, nothing, not a peep. <laughs> see, and that's, that's the way I am. Cause my wife doesn't care about sports. And when I get upset, she just doesn't even know. She's just like, I just don't get it. <laughs> just my like, wife doesn't comprehend you, it. At you all. don't have to. It's okay. I mean, like I said, I did get her to name our son Lambo. So, you know, he goes by Bo for short, but, uh, that's pretty as awesome. A, yeah, the diehard Packer fan that was a pretty good. I, uh, uh, I got I mean, my wife to name squirm. our. Well, it, well, no, it, it. I got my wife to name our dog after Phil Kessel, and I don't think I'd ever be able to get her to do that with a kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I just got lucky that she actually likes the name Bo. Uh, there you go. You know, that's because that's what he goes by. So you know, we I just got kind of lucky that that the cards kind of fell in that manner, but. Um, cause I had told her before that if we didn't, I said, if we didn't have a boy, um, that we could just name our next dog Lambo instead. So, but you know, that thankfully doesn't have to happen. So, oh, amazing. Uh, Joel, one more time, plug everything you have there with your website, your Twitter account, your social media before we let you go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so again, 
on twitter it's just uh brewery travels instagram it's brewery underscore travels because i guess it wasn't quick enough and somebody already had the handle um and then the website is thebrewerytravels.com um so uh you know hopefully uh, i'll continue to, i haven't written anything too recently but i'm hopefully going to get back on that train here here soon and I may have a few other projects coming down the line as well. So looking forward to uh, sharing all the brewery adventures with, with everybody who likes, who likes the same kind of stuff. Awesome, man. Well, we surely appreciate it. We love hopping on with here, hopping on with you here on the soda pod. The keys to the castle are yours. Anytime you want to jump on in between, you know, your busy life right now, we are more than happy to have you on the other side. We're going to throw it to Q hoppy and myself again for another make good choices segment here on episode 185 of the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network great choice All right, it is Wednesday, and you know what that means, folks. Another segment of Make Good Choices. Uh, Again, very ironically named after this beer that Q thought was going to be my gateway into sour beers. I thought it was, too, because two of my favorite breweries collaborated on it, Drecker and Blackstack. And this is not at all a blemish on them because I've drank many beers of theirs since, loved them all. But Q, this was a goddamn science experiment. It bubbled up. It hissed at me. It tasted goddamn disgusting. They and conspired while, to kill you, Hoppy. They, they tried. They tried. Here I am. I, dude, I've parted a big island. I'm immune to everything. That's why <laughs> COVID was never a concern for me. Um, but all right, we are here to talk about other times where, well, we made choices. They may not have been good choices. Obviously, as always, riding shotgun here is Q. Q, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. That sounds noise. good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that that's good. Okay. Oh yeah. That, that, that was straight out of the Staylock Super fans. How are you doing tonight? I'm average. Well, that that's sounds average. average. <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with a bunch. We're dealing with a bunch of Minnesota boys. What can you expect? Oh sure, yeah, betcha. Um, <laughs> well, we'll pass it over to Isha, who has the story of the week for us. Take it away. Yeah, this one. Um... <laughs> I wasn't the one who made the poor choice, but this story is one that's going to stand the test of time within within my friend group because there were so many. Put it this way, the 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 bow at the end, you know, the conclusion of the story we didn't get for a few days later, and when we got the final puzzle piece, that's when it just became such a comical story that it was. And I'll start it off, you know, right here where this is a typical Vancouver Island thing. Instead of house parties in the area where we grew up with we were so close to various beaches very lucky to grow up in this beautiful uh this beautiful island and very lucky to grow up in the neighborhood that that we did where we were just a hop skipping away from some of the most beautiful beaches on vancouver island so that's where my friend group partied we were very a tight-knit group we wouldn't really go to a bunch of house parties we just take the case of beer roll up some of the hippie lettuce and go down to the beach make a beach fire and just just hang out, go swimming or, or whatever. And this, because it doesn't snow much here, we could do this all year round. So I believe this was, we were still in school. So it must've been, you know, just after Christmas or something like that. Cause it was warm enough where, you know, we were outside. I think I, I didn't have like a coat on or anything like that. Um, and this well, in is in Hawaii. Why would you have a coat on? 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, when it rains, when it <laughs> rains. But uh, it, it was definitely like spring. You know, we were still in school. This was in high school. I think I was in like grade 11 or 12 because I was actually with Dylan and, and he was driving that night. So we met up with a bunch of friends at you know one of our main state beaches. Um, there were about three different friend groups who all were, you know, had mutual friends within the mall. So it was a pretty big group of people. Um, and Dylan and I rolled up, meet up with, uh, with my friend. I'm just going to say his name because he doesn't even listen to this fucking podcast anyways. We meet up with my friend, Ian. Yeah. Dylan's laughing now because he knows what the story is. Uh, <laughs> if you want to chime in, feel free to jump in. Yeah. Um, Dylan, we need you to grab a mic and be ready because I so, need all the details. So, so we meet up and, uh, here you can plug it in there and you can chime <laughs> in if you want. Um, but anyways, so we, we meet up with Ian and at this point, like, Ian, Ian and the crew of people that, that we were there with, they were already pretty loaded. And I think this was around like eight o'clock. And so the sun was just, the sun was just setting or it had already been set. And uh, yeah, just having a good, good time. I think, you know, indulgence of the hippie lettuce. I remember I didn't actually get really drunk that night at all. I think I brought two beers or something like that. Um, and, but Ian, the, the poor guy, he, he was, <laughs> he was getting hammered and his friends were hammered, but he was the, the, you know, the odd man out of the group. He was the Q out of the group. If you listened to our story last week. Um, and suddenly we just, he's just gone. And, and Ian's one of those guys where like, he's a big boy, literally. He's like, he's a rugby player. This, this guy's a big guy, but sometimes you got to keep an eye out for Ian. Um, Ian's gone for like 10 minutes. We're like, okay, maybe, maybe he went home to, to, to grab something. Ian only lived like, you know, a few blocks up the road. Uh, maybe he went to grab more beer. Maybe he went to grab, you know, some other things, whatever. 10 minutes turned into 20. Now we're getting concerned. And my other friend, who's like a big brother to Ian, he's like, he's he's been drinking quite a bit that night too. And he's getting really concerned. He's like, I have to save him. Maybe he got lost. I don't, maybe he got hit by a car. I don't know. I've, I've been that person before. I know how yeah. that feels. <laughs> so we're on the beach hanging out this one spot that's like, um, it's like a gazebo and it, it's a private property, but they never come down there. So we're hanging out there, but we can't just go up like through their, through their driveway, I guess, through their boat launch. So we take the long way around the path up from the beach to the main road, look around, can't find Ian. Suddenly my friend, you know, Ian's the older brother figure and his friends just peel. They're like, we have to find him. He's like my brother. And they start running down the street. Dylan and I are like, you know what? Game over. We came here, we spent 40 minutes hanging out with the guys, whatever. Um, we leave and you know, I think that was Friday night, you know, Saturday, Sunday, we reconvene Monday school. I don't think we, we, we talked to, to our friend, uh, who was there the whole day. Ian went to a different school, so we couldn't get the story from Ian because Ian went, you know, blackout silent the rest of the weekend. So we figured, I don't know, maybe he lost his phone. I don't know. We were going to get the story from our mutual friend there. We don't, I didn't have any classes with that friend all day. So we meet him at the end of the day, like at the bus stop. We're like, Hey man, what happened to Ian? And he just starts fucking howling, laughing. He's like, bro, this is what happened to Ian. You know, when you get a hard bro to start, it's about to go down. So it's about to go down. So he said he was running around for like 20 to 30 minutes looking for Ian finally goes back to his house and, and sees like, in in his window just getting fucking reamed out by his dad like his dad and ian both catch my, my friend's uh face through the window he like ducks and whatever and like fucks off for a bit things cool down inside you know 
Ian invites our friend in and proceeds to tell him the story. So Ian was so drunk. And this guy, again, big guy. It's relevant to the story. He eats. He's like a dog. He's always eating, whether it's a can of beans or a whole thing of chicken in his hand. This guy's always devouring food. So the guy naturally has to, has to poop a lot. Nature called. He, had to, he ran up the guy's boat launch <laughs> fucking driveway to his, I don't know if it was his front yard, side yard, and just prece- proceeded to squat down and take a shit. Apparently, right after he finished, now I'm talking, you know, still lifting up the trousers, the owner of the house, who this is a tight knit community who knows him from like a little kid. Ian, what the fuck are you doing? Makes him pick up the shit and walks him to his parents' house, rings the doorbell at whatever it is, a nine, 10 o'clock on a actually, it must have been a, it must have been, oh no, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. I was going to say it was a Wednesday. No, it was a Friday. What's up, uh, Poppy? I gotta ask, like, are we talking like bare palm pickup? Bare or... palm. Oh, bare palm. Fuck. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Ian had a doggy bag on him. Well, no, um, but maybe he found resourceful. Grab a leaf. Do something. Maybe, but the guy. Maybe a leaf or two. Maybe a leaf or two. I, um, I, I'd use a shirt. Fuck, I'm not picking that shit up. Let's just say palm. the guy was in such shock, embarrassment, and like you know, he had just finished. Um, you know, probably just gonna wipe at his own house. Uh. Yeah, had to bear palm this thing, be escorted, probably hobble in there, because again, I, I doubt this guy had any multiple leaves to wipe with at the time. And uh, and and his dad, you know, answers the door. Now, now Ian, like he went to private school, so he was just visiting. So I'm sure his, his father was just thrilled, you know, to be. Uh, I don't know if he was woken up, but to be disturbed with this. Um, the hey, poor what, guy. What's the time of day? It was like around nine or ten p.m. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ian clearly wasted uh, and <laughs> the, the one thing Ian told me when I reconvened with him and what our friend told me is before his dad, you know, began to ream him out after he washed up, you know, took a shower, washed his hands there was just looked at him and just said, make good choices. And and I shit you not, that's exactly what he said. So it fits that's in planted, perfect with this segment. Poppy, I swear, I swear. That's why I was like, this story is perfect. So anyways, uh, I love you, Ian. I know you've rarely listened to the podcast. Um, Ian's a goddamn beauty, but but that was not the story I expected to hear Monday, um, you know, coinciding with Ian's disappearance from, from that Friday night. All right, does Dylan have choices. anything to add? Does Dylan have anything to no, add? No, he, he can't. He's fucking crying and laughing out of the other room. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Reliving I, that story. I can honestly say I've, I've done plenty of dumb shit drunk. Nothing shit related. Good for you. Hoppy, can you think of a time that you like really pissed off your old man? Like when Isha was telling that story, I'm like, oh, oh several I'm times. <laughs> but like, do you have anything that's like one shining thing that's like, like you were like, oh shit. Like I have like, I got a 20 over speeding ticket at like 2.30 in the morning Ooh. one time when I was supposed to be home at midnight. <laughs> you, that's so funny. I burnt my clutch when I bought my first car. My dad was like, if you fucking burnt this, burn this clutch tonight because I know you can't drive standard, I'm going to be pissed. Last stop of the night, burnt it the furthest away from my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Q, where were you driving from? I, uh, I left your house. I drove your wife-to-be back to her house. Like It was like freshman, sophomore year when you two were like still figuring shit out. And then, like, I was supposed to be home at, like, 11, which wasn't going to happen. Ended up being, like, 1 or 2. Yeah, it was, like, 1.30, 1.45. I'm almost home on a 65 going 85. <laughs> Go over the hill, see the cops, slow oh. down. 
He's like, I cop, I, I clocked you before you slowed down, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> took, oh. took the ticket, didn't like, didn't like, didn't say like, what did you clock me at, or anything. Just was like, yeah, eighty five sounds about right. Um, <laughs> got home, my mom's like the one that always wakes up like easy and whatever, and like comes down. She's like, oh, I'm gonna have to wake your father up for this, and I was like. Why? Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> so, like, why, mom? Why? Why? He's sleeping just fine. Man. <laughs> like, he's sound asleep. Like, it can he's wake good. up morning. But uh, I'm like, I'm sober. I didn't get a DWI. She's like, I'm still gonna have to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. So about two minutes later, my old man comes down my bedroom downstairs and like lights on. He grabs this an great. open water bottle, like ice mountain, twenty ounce. Takes the top off. So it's open. Turns off the light and goes, "Can you see this?" And I go, "No." You turn the light off. He goes, "Well, how the fuck are you going to see a cop in the dark?" And then chucks the bottle of water against the wall. Goes all over, and that's all he said. <laughs> Stormed out of the room. And I was just like, the rest of the night, I was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" I can confirm. He told me this story the next day. <laughs> oh, uh, so I, I, I've never dad... just. I just have to say, like, my dad. Um, one of the you know one of the best guys in the world but i did not have the balls to piss this guy off yeah because he's either. a scary fucking man <laughs> so was mine mine's ex military green beret and yeah, like my he's dad like, i did all this shit so you don't have to and i was like oh shit yeah just see okay my dad wasn't in the the military but he escaped a revolution so that i didn't have to so yeah <laughs> there you go there we go so my dad like he got mad a lot but there generally weren't like big blow-ups like a massive like scream at me session and the one that like this is actually really funny i don't know how many people watch always sunny in philadelphia or like know every episode in the first five or six seasons by heart like i do but there's this one scene that me and my brother thought was hilarious where mac and charlie are trying to move the pool table and they're struggling and they like you, you hear him like struggling and finally <laughs> it's either Mac or Charlie that says, why well, are you lifting with your back? And the other one replies, of course I'm lifting with my back. <laughs> and he's like, good. And like continues <laughs> on and it out and mound for hockey. I think starting my junior year of high school, we started doing this uh, water softener salt fundraiser. That was like really big, like raised a lot of money. Cause you go to houses and you say, Hey, do you want to buy a softener salt from us? It's basically the same price. We'll carry it down and even put in your softener for you, whatever. And me and my buddy had a prime neighborhood in our area of uh, mound and we crushed it. Like we'd win prizes every year, gift cards to the store that we fucking worked at, which is a different <laughs> debacle because um, we worked at the local hockey store. And uh, so I'm moved on. Uh, I've graduated and my brother is doing the same fundraiser and I'm helping him because I'm there because it's in the summer. And my dad like gets his trailer from work and stuff like very big help with the whole ordeal. And he's always the guy that's kind of like, hey, watch your head. Don't hit it on the top of the trailer. Like, hey, make sure you guys are lifting with your legs, not your back kind of thing. And there's one for whatever goddamn reason that possessed us. Like, I ask my brother, I'm like. Joe, are you lifting with your back? He's like, of course I'm lifting with my back. And we start laughing. And my dad did not talk to us for four fucking days because he was so pissed because he, like, didn't realize that we were quoting a TV show. Like, he actually thought we were just taking a direct shot at him. (laughs) And we didn't even know that he was there. Like, he was standing, like, just to the side of the trailer and, like, heard us. He's like, 
you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, that's the one that stands out to me is like, he was so pissed and it wasn't even like directed at him. But actually, Isha, you'll enjoy this. The, the better one I have is Q's mom being disappointed in me. So Q has me and another uh, college buddy over, um, like have dinner at his house. And then she ends up like dropping us off downtown. And then that we're all going to, we're all going to like Uber back. Fuck, I don't even know where we were staying that night. We were staying at his place, maybe. I don't know. We ended up somewhere. Anyways, like, the other friend shows up, like, all dressed up, like, nice button-down shirt, like, going out to impress and stuff. Meanwhile, Scott rolls in. I got my backwards hat on, shorts, and I had just this green atmosphere shirt. I know, Isha, you know atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Um, but I walk in, and she, like immediately starts reprimanding me like oh god scott what are you wearing like will women actually talk to you when you wear that i'm like pat what the fuck (laughs) like like we had a real conversation about this and i was just like floored that she like called me out because i mean she loves q's other friend but like i was not prepared i was not prepared to be reprimanded for my attire when like i'm just going out for some beers with my buddies right like she's like oh yeah no girls aren't going to talk to you in that <laughs> the best yeah, that's part, not what i was going for anyway they did so shut up yeah the best <laughs> part about that night isha was we were going to bar flights as it was like two for one red bull vodka starting at 10 o'clock it was like a ridiculously good deal so we're like we got to get downtown early so we got there at like 9 15 and it's not open until 10 o'clock where we want to go <laughs> So we like literally look left, look right, and we're like, that one bar has people in it. So it was the saloon, which is a gay bar, which we didn't know that. And we walk in, and like Hoppy said, my other friend was like long eyelashes, <laughs> gelled hair, top three buttons undone on his dress shirt, chest hair pouring out. So we literally take two steps in. He turns around. The entrance door on the backside says, this is not an exit. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, like that was oh, fun. man, man that's it. uh it's, it's bad too because that immediately pivots the uh, guy that's come up in a couple stories now who again until further notice will remain nameless i go with him and one of his high school buddies up to duluth to party with some other girl he knows and we end up in a very similar situation looking back on it it's kind of our fault we go into this bar in duluth called the flame zero clue that it's a gay bar zero and like there were multiple drink offers from guys and like we're still like not fully registering this oh like you, what you is going on beans and, you no but like after like finally like i caught one like looking my buddy up and down i'm like i think i know the problem <laughs> <laughs> or the solution if you want free drinks right no no but like like we're kind of slowly seeing like there's a lot of dudes here <laughs> like we just get, was not registering because we were all pretty drunk so like yeah it, it's not like i'm in there stone cold sober like i probably could have picked it up pretty fast but even the name the flame like once, yeah, come you, on piece it, come once on. you piece it together i'm like god damn it scott like what are you doing <laughs> so that that was a fun one to look back and laugh at <laughs> that's hilarious um some of my best friends in in calgary were like part of the lgbtq community so yeah. i 
I, a young naive Isha got thrown right into the fire. I learned a lot of things that year. Um, I got the best deals at the gay bars in Calgary. I got to go to the strippers for free so many times because my best friend would date multiple go-go dancers there. So it was a pretty good experience being in that friend group uh, growing up in Calgary there. I'm not going to lie. But in Nanaimo, actually, where I, where I grew up, um, I used to play, music was my thing before sports, and I used to play wherever I could in high school and, like, early years i guess i there was a gap before i went to college like two years um but i would play wherever i could and i remember the gay bar in nanaimo was great they would let me in you know sometimes even as a 17 year old to be able to play music so i i uh i quickly got used to that and was able to pick up uh which bar was which really quickly especially with my experience in calgary Nice. Which, by the way, um, I do have a pride parade, make good choices, or make good choices story. <laughs> is, is, but that is, one, that, is that a full story, though? Like we that one's not for that. this. Yeah, that one's yeah. not for this. Like, because that one's a whole fucking thing. And honestly, <laughs> in this recording, because uh, we are full disclosure banking a few of them here because we got uh, we got Q on hand. I have to bring my buddy Kyle because he just he's my friend from Calgary who moved to Nanaimo and uh he was uh, a main character in that story, so I have to bring him in for that one because that one, that one's a good one. But again, cute. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining, buddy. This this is such a great segment. It's so much fun Wednesday to, uh, to just dive back in the past and talk about these stories. And we uh, we hope everybody learns from us and makes good choices. Absolutely. And actually, Isha's about to tell you all a phone number that you can text or call if you have a noteworthy story that is worth discussing on the pod. We'll absolutely bring you on to discuss it, go back and forth. Isha, what's that number? 612-324-1684. Boom. Hit it, or feel free to just DM us if that's easier for you if you're on Twitter. At the Soda Pod. That wraps it up. An unbelievable segment with Joel. Thanks again, uh, Joel, for joining us. Check him out at Brewery Travels. And then <laughs> a crazy, as usual, make good choices segment. Uh, not, shitty, not usual. Not usual. <laughs> a shitty situation for my friend Ian. <laughs> the poor yes, guy. Right, right, right up there with Dylan Playfair, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh um again thanks for the feedback shane was texting me saying that i'm loving the make good choices segment I had some other friends who said like yeah I, I can't tune in and listen to minnesota wild talk i'm a canucks fan but that wednesday episode that's a good one so shout out to you all who are uh, texting me really appreciate it and uh that's it we'll see you on friday thanks for those tuning in on google spotify apple Podcasts, folks the best thing you can do for us this week any week is to give us five stars on itunes and apple Podcasts. go listen to our website if you're jonesing for more hockey podcast content the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and on your app please download the episodes before you listen as it just helps our business you can follow myself at vi sports talk you can follow the soda pod at the soda pod on twitter and facebook hoppy where can they find you you can find me at State of Hoppy, most places. And you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. 
all places, in fact, and we really appreciate it. We have some contests rolling in at the uh, probably around the end of August and into the fall as the start of the season. Well, it's already feels like it's upon us. I know it's August, but it's like all the crazy hockey stuff just ended. Usually it's like two months earlier and like we only have a one month buffer before like preseason and stuff starts. So keep uh, keep tabs on the Hockey Podcast Network. We have content coming out for you and some contests leading up to preseason and all throughout preseason. With that being said, signing off, I'm Isha Jomi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.